0: Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome to tonight's Keeping It Geekly Indie Comic Interview with our good friend, Mark Charles Brigat of Stone Matt Mason Comics. Welcome to the stream. How are you doing tonight, uh, Mark? Uh, how's everything going? I really appreciate you stopping on. And for once, we are doing this show live, so a big shout out to that and your patience with me setting it up.
1: Uh, the, uh, the well, let me thank you for having me on,
0: and uh, I've been doing very well. So we're going to be talking about Mark's current subscribe star, Ninu of the Dinosaurs, chapter one. But first, let's go ahead and break down the prologue a little bit. This is the adventures and the misadventures of a prehistoric raccoon girl, that your friends a bronchosaurus, a bronchiosaurus, excuse me, um, and things get a little chaotic. So what went into creating Ninu? And uh, let's break down the dinosaurs too, because I'm a huge fanatic of dinosaurs. So what propelled you to want to base uh, this in the prehistoric times?
1: Uh, well, it's like, well, uh, a few year years ago, I was trying to come up with ideas for comics, and I was just, I just uh, did a series of comic strips that, uh, you know, a bunch of firsts, didn't really go anywhere with them at first, but, uh, Nina was one of the ideas that I came up with. I just, uh, the, I, the fact that she's a raccoon girl, uh, I just saw, I think I, uh, I either saw Guardians of the Galaxy or Guardians of the Galaxy was coming out, and Rocket Raccoon was uh, all over the media at that point. Mm-hmm. So, so it just seemed like something that would be fun to draw, and uh, and uh, and you know, whereas uh, whereas uh, the the uh, whereas uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, 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 for, was in a science fiction future, uh, I I decided to go the other way and place it in a uh in a uh, fantasy past of sorts mm-hmm. so, so it's let so that's uh what led to the idea of her being an anthropomorphic uh, raccoon and uh and uh, kind of the idea of placing placing her in a pre- prehistoric time period
0: so why uh the bronchiosaurus uh what drew you to that type of dinosaur out of everyone uh in there and uh the relationship is rather unique i i really enjoyed diving into the prologue and we, we all know, uh, bronchiosauruses are herbivores, but seeing Minu give, uh, give Bronc a fish, uh, that, that yeah. was pretty comical. So, uh, what drew you to the bronchiosaurus, uh, out of all the, the choices that you had?
1: Uh, it's like, uh the other, the other part, the part of that is, uh, is, uh, I just like the idea of, of a, uh, small, a creature as small as a raccoon, uh, somehow, uh, befriending a, a, uh, a, a creature that large, uh, it's like, like, uh, uh like, uh, it's like, so, uh, I, uh, that that's just the basic of it, and mm-hmm. what, ter- in terms of what, uh, a lot, what would allow, allow me to, uh, have kind of a, a, a strange dynamic there, but also, uh, uh, the, if a raccoon is going to, uh, uh, going to, going to, uh, uh, travel a, a, a prehistoric, uh, time period, who would she want to, uh, do it with the most? Mm-hmm. I would say a bro- brachiosaurus just cause, uh, cause, and I'm not a dinosaur expert, but they, but they seem like the, the hardest kind of, uh, of, a dinosaur to topple over cause they're big, they're heavy, uh probably uh probably uh have the most the highest success rate of uh keeping of knocking fighting off predators
0: it's sp- speaking uh, of, of fighting off predators though we we do see a little bit of action as well uh between yeah. two of them uh they yeah. ended up getting ambushed along the way and we get to see not only ninu but the bronchiosaurus get into a pretty big like just huge fight and The way they fared against them, you know, it was really awesome. I love seeing uh, the ingenuity of both of them using what they're capable of to take these creatures on.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's... uh, Yeah, the... uh, uh, For for one thing, you know, with her being as strong as she is, uh, uh, she can't exactly uh, punch these dinosaurs uh, or or kick them into next week. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, she's got to use her speed her agility and uh, and since she uh, once once uh, belonged to a uh, to a tribe of raccoons that uh, that were mostly fishermen but also did some hunt did some hunting she uh, she learned herself how to make how to make weapons like the like her uh, trademark spear that she wields and and uh, it's like if uh, if she can't so and she's uh, become quite a quite proficient with the with that uh with that spear
0: so what went into your inspiration for designing this fight sequence uh you know were there any sort of like animations or movies that you watched or was everything kind of just built the way you perceived it within your head i was primarily in
1: my head but uh as far as references go um i uh Anybody who who has uh, used uh, How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way as their as their uh, primary teaching tool for for learning how to draw uh, might recognize that uh, that uh, John Buscema is at, at least a, uh, a an inspiration on the artwork itself, uh, at least in terms of uh, the of how the anatomy and is and, uh, background detail is structured, although my, my style is far more cartoonish than his is. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, uh, but, yeah, while I was, while I was making this, I was re- I was thumbing through the pages of the Savage Sword of Conan, uh, among other things, but, uh, but, but, uh, other than that, uh, uh I, I've been, uh, trying, uh, a lot of, a lot of the ideas just come from my own head. And I, is a, what I'm primarily concerned with is trying to, at least attempting to make a make a page flow properly.
0: So what goes in, into that, making the page flow and just come together and, and just everything in between? Uh, you are an artist as well as the writer for this project. Yes. So it's all just you, so what goes into that and how can it be difficult, like, translating your idea to paper or, or, uh, digitally?
1: Uh, well, uh, well, well, I do, I do, uh, re- I do, uh, draw it digitally, but, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I try to keep my, I try to keep my, uh, my page, my, the page on my, uh, on my tablet set up to, uh, to, uh, do, uh an actual uh 17 by by 11 com- comic page you know mm-hmm. the, the kind you'd usually use in real life uh but uh as far as constructing the whole thing uh that really starts with uh, with the beginning of the writing process which uh which uh, uh when i when i'm doing a long form story like this one i i plan out uh, uh i uh, at least do a one a one-sentence, uh, I start out my writing by doing a one-sentence or, or one or two-sentence uh, uh, description of each chapter, and then I, uh, and then I go about by writing a summary of each page, mm-hmm. and then, and then I, uh, then I move right into layouts after that, uh, and, uh, and, uh, I, uh, and uh, the challenge is getting all of what I describe because I don't write a pure script. I don't, I don't write uh, write panel one, page one, panel one, and uh, write a big description and dialogue within that. I actually just uh, write the general, use kind of a pseudo Marvel method, mm-hmm. if you will, in that I uh, just describe what's going on in the page, and try to give myself some leeway for the next page. Like if I end up describing too many things that uh, that I can't put on the page I I try to put it on the next I try my best to, to put it on the next page but I so often how I will go is I'll uh, if I have a big description on one page I'll try to have as little description as possible on the uh, next page but generally in each chapter I try to I'm trying to keep it between a uh, a, a a 22 and 30 page page limit
0: yeah and i think having that type of balance also keeps like the reading flow for the reader at at a pretty decent pace uh in my experience reading too much text uh page after page can can kind of help you know burn you out quicker than than not you know having it just back to back to back so now that we kind of have the the previous for uh excuse me um everything set for uh issue uh or the prologue let's talk about chapter one in the subscribe star uh what drove you to choose Subscribestar as your platform. And would you say that this has been uh, more of a, uh, successful move than sh- doing the campaign on the traditional Kickstarter Indiegogo? Well,
1: I wouldn't say it's been quite successful yet. As, uh, as of right now, I only have six subscribers and, uh, and I've priced, uh, price the subscription cost at, uh, only $3 a month, assuming, uh, assuming, uh, the readers don't want to cancel after just the first month. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but uh, the primary reason that I'm using Subscribestar right now is I, as I am uh, so busy in my personal life uh, that I really don't have time to, to do a uh, traditional crowdfunding campaign to use Indiegogo or Kickstarter. Uh, so I, I decided to begin by uh, kind of kind of funding the comic as I'm working on it. Uh, you know, it's like via Subscribestar or Patreon and i chose subscribe star because uh because uh, i i just have a f- couple of uh couple of issues with patreon uh mo- mostly with uh, how how they operate and just uh and uh and a few things in their terms of service that i'm not comfortable with but and uh, uh the drawback is i think uh i think subscribe star takes just a a little Uh, a little bigger cut than patreon does but uh i but i have seen uh what little return i i have seen it's it's been satisfying to see
0: so uh would you say uh with how things are going uh how far are you within the comic itself uh doing it this method you release a page a week basically for three dollars a month correct
1: yes and uh and, and you know, to, for people who uh, don't want to, who don't want to, you know, it's like I, I'm basically up to 20 pages right now, and most people would pro- probably go, oh, I can pick up a, a physical copy of a comic book at the comic book store for that. Uh, but uh, uh, but uh, eventually, I'm gonna gonna put at least uh, five chapters out on the subscribe star star, as well as a few other projects I'm currently writing, uh, and so. So uh, eventually, eventually, uh, any potential uh, any potential uh, reader is going to get their money's worth, assuming they li- like what they read.
0: So, are you going to continue using Subscribestar You would say, uh, as opposed, um, it, it does sound like it's a little bit more convenient to knock out a page a week, as you know, instead of yeah. having to to deal with a, de- a deadline. Uh, eventually, when the campaign uh, ends, would you say? Yeah. Um, this is this is worth it long term in the reader though. You said you're gonna have uh, four more chapters uh, dropping uh, sometime in the near future.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, I plan on right. Uh, uh, I I would plan on you using a regular crowdfunding campaign eventually. Uh, uh, I, I'm I'm just gonna basically see how business goes for the time being. But the eventual plan is to uh, is to uh, get enough is to uh, go back and color the whole thing, whether that's done by me or if I make enough money to hire a colorist to do it for me. Uh, but, but, uh, but eventually I do plan on uh, printing floppies, and, and uh, once I uh, get enough chapters done to, to justify a graphic novel, that's, that's how I also intend to print it as well.
0: And, uh, you know, and, and, and at that point, it might actually, when you have a whole graphic novel, at that point, crowdfunding might be a more suitable option since you'll have the whole thing right. already done.
1: Right, and that—that's another reason I used Subscribe Stars because, uh, uh you know, going back to how busy my schedule is, I, uh, I, is like, uh, uh, some people say say that uh, having their books in a ti- timely matter when it comes to. The crowdfunding is is not not all import, important to them, but uh, I I just worried about taking way too long and, and having a bunch of people asking for refunds because uh, because <clears> I, <throat> I just because I what whether uh, matters circumstances are in my hands or not I work I work slowly, so I just decided to uh, uh, do it in a way where I can manage it for the time being, and if time ever frees up for me to uh, work faster. Uh, then I can probably work on more projects with the post more projects on Subscribestar probably simultaneously.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, honestly, how you do it is what works best for you. Uh, You know, for me, I would feel like being forced feeling forced to put out a product is going to dampen that creative flow, the creative juice. And eventually, you know, it, it starts becoming more forced and less passion and, you know in the long term right. that's that's not going to give a product that you're you know are, that's going to be it's going to be harder to be satisfied with that um right so what do you want to talk about with chapter one what are you allowed to because i know a lot of this is behind yeah. a paywall so uh yes what are you comfortable yes, well, i could with? Oh, go ahead
1: yeah, i yeah if like you're showing my screen i can uh, scroll up scroll up here and show off a few pages at the very least
0: yeah uh Uh, we 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 do have that little window that i uh sent you so uh it is showing it right now for you
1: yeah well i i do not i do not think i'm giving too much away where in which uh which the very last page here of the prologue you know i it was like i we see brock brock here the brachiosaurus uh kind of kind of mentioned in his thoughts that that uh Ninu is having nightmares of how, of the night they first met, and, mm-hmm. uh, the tra- and, uh, I am not, I, I am kind of spoiling it here, but, uh, but the, uh, first, uh, first chapter is, is about how, how they met, and, uh, how Ninu was, was a much younger raccoon growing up in a, a tribe, uh, at, uh, that tribe full of raccoons that, that inhabited, uh, a forest, as she had a fairly stable, uh, a fairly stable, uh, uh, living environment for, for a while, and then all of a sudden, uh, some evil forces, uh, uh, came in and invaded her village. She was the only one to escape. The rest were either killed or, or enslaved. And, uh, she, uh, and, uh, Basically, the first chapter just sets up how she escaped, how she, uh... how she managed to, uh... Get, uh to, to start traveling with a Brachiosaurus. And, uh... And, uh... But the, uh... the preceding chapters after that is, uh, going to be, uh... is going to be a bunch of, uh... bunch of, uh... adventures and misadventures. In, uh... in terms of of figuring out how they uh na- navigate mm-hmm. a, w- a world that's literally trying to eat them both alive.
0: So, what would you say the world building is going to be like for uh the next couple of chapters? Where where do you envision uh this project going uh in terms of just the environment and the world surrounding ninu and uh in Bronk?
1: Well, nah. Uh well, not giving away too much. Uh like I said, they're trying to fit Figure out how to navigate this world. So there, there are just a couple of vagabonds that uh, that really don't have any any roots to call home, and uh, and you know it's like, so they meet uh, constantly with hostility, be it, uh, be it with dinosaurs or other uh, or other tribes that that, uh, that raccoons may may not exactly be friendly with. So so there's just danger around every corner and uh and without giving too much away i also have written a a a, a b plot that might keep some people people interested that causes uh basically the forces that that uh, orphaned nina as a young child have come have come back into her life late, later on
0: okay um so what is gonna be what I guess what would be some of the biggest selling points that you want to express to anyone listening right now on why they should subscribe to your campaign on a uh, subscribe star? Like you know what would you say would be uh, the push that's gonna push them over the edge into why they should?
1: Well for one thing, it's got dinosaurs. Uh, everybody <laughs> likes dinosaurs. but uh, also also uh, it's it's gonna have a have lots of action in it. Uh, if you love, if you love action comics, uh, other, other kinds of comics I was reading other than uh, other than Conan the Barbarian. As I've I've looked up a bunch of, uh, I think uh, I think it was uh, called Jungle Comics from the. Uh, uh, I think those were those comics were from the 30s or and 40s, mm-hmm. probably probably the 50s. Uh, but I was I was basically finding uh, some of those online and gaining inspiration from those. If you like those old comics, you, you might like this one as well. But, uh, but I, uh, I would like to think, and I'll let the readers be the judge, judge of this, that, uh, I, that I've come up with that uh, the people who have read my preliminary scripts so far as, uh, say that they do have the groundwork for some solid character development. I think, I think uh, in addition to the action, a lot of the readers will fall in love with the, these characters, that mm-hmm. I've come up with and I think I think they will want to follow their story from beginning to end and probably a, probably a little beyond this chapter in their lives because I because even after uh even after this particular story arc is finished I do have uh, I do have other ideas beyond this particular story depending on how how successful this comic
0: is so did you also say that you had other projects in the works uh as well or were those all tied to this uh project as well
1: yeah no these no those are separate projects but uh, uh uh i do i do have uh have one that i that i think i i can announce right now although i don't have it have any uh artwork for it just yet i do have a one one uh, idea that i do have the first uh at least the first 3 chapters written out for is uh is an idea called Drow Cowboy. This is a this is about a this is a western fantasy uh about a uh, drow elf, or a dark elf as uh, some pe- some people might prefer to call them. It that is uh that is adopted by humans and uh, and it's uh and it's got uh and it's got and it and it's got uh gunslinging and sorcery magic okay sorcery and magic all so, right yeah so I, so that's uh that's one thing to look forward to from me so uh also,
0: where, where, uh excuse me for interrupting while uh, where'd you get your inspiration for that that kind of gives me um dark tower vibes from stephen king uh how i he was a gunslinger as well with uh there's a lot of like dark magic going on right. in that
1: uh it's like uh it a bu- bunch of it just ca- came from uh what i was watching at the time uh, I was, wa- well, I, I was, uh, uh, there was, I haven't p- played D&D in years, but I've, but I have played some, I was also, I was also, uh, watching a little bit of, uh, anime like uh, record of Lotus war and, uh, Slayers mm-hmm. and just kind of, uh, and, uh, just kind of, kind of, uh, looking into that, those worlds a little bit, but I was also, uh, but I was also watching, uh, uh, binging a bunch of spaghetti westerns, uh, the the uh, the Dollar Trilogy with Clint Eastwood, and <laughs> uh, th- those uh, movies like that, and uh, some old Charles Bronson films when when he when he uh, did westerns, and uh, I uh, since those were the two primary things I was I was watching and and also playing a little bit of D and D. I was, uh, uh, I. It kind of led me to think about Shadowrun, which is kind of a science fiction fantasy, you know, using uh, a bunch of a bunch of elements of of uh, fantasy and magic, also the uh, uh, futuristic science of cyberpunk. Mm -hmm. I was just wondering, what what if uh, you know, what if uh, what if we brought uh, the all those fantasy fairy tale elements over over into a Western setting?
0: So, uh, why, uh, why a dark elf out of, uh, any, any race and, you know, type of uh, creature, um, you know, uh, that you could have chose, uh, why, why the dark elves, uh, what drew you to that type of speech species, excuse me.
1: Yeah. Well, Dungeons and Dragons fans, uh, can forgive me for not knowing much about the lore there. I, I kind of took a few liberties myself and I'm not an expert on it, but, uh, basically from what I've read is that dark elves, uh, are are usually a contemptible bunch they they're you they usually fall on the side of evil mm-hmm. uh you know so so you know in a in a, we, in a western setting you know you'd probably have uh have uh marauders that are dark elves or 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 uh or just uh or they would be constantly invading uh farm settlements uh so or or at or or sometimes robbing trains who knows so they would probably be the uh probably be uh the least uh the least desirable people in terms of who you'd want to uh want to associate with Mm -hmm. but uh but you know it's like but the idea that uh that a uh a human cup a human couple finds finds a child out in the middle of the of a desert and uh they they take pity on him just because he's a child. It's like yeah. he, he hasn't done anything wrong yet. So so they're like, uh since since this uh this little guy's got no got no parents of his own, uh they they uh uh well we might as well take him in.
0: So I I notice uh a cor- it feels like a correlation between the two comics though, with both of the main protagonists either having parents uh missing or parents that are are dead. Uh what 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 draws you to that type of hardship for these characters? Uh, I, uh, nothing,
1: nothing too deep. It's, I, I'd say, it's the same kind of thing that that Walt Disney had for killing off parents in his movies. <laughs> uh, so it's like it's just a, I mean, uh, I, uh, uh, with, you know, I I tend not to dwell on it other than it, it's something. Something that they, they they had to deal with in some way, mm-hmm. but uh, you know it's just the uh, kind of e- kind of circuit. But it's uh, but you know it's like in the case of uh, in the case of Ninu, it was just uh, she's all alone in this world. Yeah, but she's and she's only got her uh, Brachiosaurus to keep her company. Yeah. In the case of in, in the case of Drow Cowboy, it's uh, is is this is a uh, Is he look? as he looks like uh like the kind of person that would typically uh that would typically be hostile toward toward humans uh uh light elves or or whoever whoever else would cross his path so he's probably probably has had to deal with that in some way so but uh
0: what uh how how far uh, away do you think we are until we see that project um do you think it's some some time out? Are you trying to finish Ninu and the Dinosaurs first? Uh, what what's kind of well, like your roadmap with that? My roadmap
1: is I'm gonna at least uh, finish
0: three five
1: chapters of Ninu. Uh, I'm gonna I'm once a uh, once I uh, finish five once I uh, am done with five chapters I'm gonna shift my focus onto one of my other projects. Uh, Dr- Drought Cowboy might might come next, but it all but I also have. Uh, have a uh, a couple of uh I, I also have at least one other that i'm that i'm also putting some light focus on so whichever one i de- i feel is more developed and ready mm-hmm. i'll probably start out i'll probably start on next
0: so uh we also acknowledge that you're from stone uh, mason comics uh let's go ahead and talk about that as well what inspired you to create uh create that as opposed to work under someone else
1: well, um, well, it's like, again, uh, it's, I'm kind of, I don't, I don't have, because of my, uh, personal life, my working life, I, I don't really have time to, uh, to, uh, go do a traditional crowdfunding campaign, so you might, so I felt like if I was going to, uh, to do any kind of, uh, uh, do any kind of comics, I might as well, uh, on my own, in any capacity, I might as well come up with a label for at least a studio, Mm-hmm that i work under and uh stone as and uh stonemason uh stonemason comics sounded like a like a cool name first of all yeah yeah Uh, how i how i came up with it uh was uh i i'm actually a i'm actually a christian so i i i will listen to a lot of uh theological philosophy videos and uh and i was listening to a uh, messianic rabbi or jew for jesus for people who are not are not uh, familiar with that kind of lingo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was listening to him talk about uh, about, about uh, you know, uh, the kind of kind of work Jesus did before his ministry, and he mentioned that it's often uh, often se- It's a common commonly uh, repeated myth that Jesus was a carpenter. He was, but uh, he argued that he was actually a stonemason, and he went through the uh, philosoph- philosophical. Uh, uh, philosophical, uh, uh, reasons as, as to why that was important. And, uh, and, you know, he kind of explained that a, a stonemason, uh, you know, only has one chance to, uh, get the, to, to get things right. If he screws up, it's, it's pretty much go- like if he's, uh, uh, sculpt, if he's sculpting a statue or if he's, uh, or if he's, uh, building a house and he, uh, and he, and he cuts the stone in the wrong way. That that's the end of that piece. Yeah, yeah. You can't use it anymore. And I kind of thought that's that's at least that's if nothing else, that's at uh, at least reflective of the way that I at least write comics. Uh, so would like, you say uh,
0: is... would you say being religious uh, has like has any of that bled into your comic? Uh, you know, maybe some of the the I you know the ideas of some of the the way things are handled or um just maybe viewpoints uh, of things like would you say any of that leads to into any of your story at all um
1: uh well well, well the current comics i'm working on aren't uh, religious per, per se i'd say that uh, there is there that you might see uh some uh, uh the occasional philosophical banter between characters mm-hmm. uh be reflective of at least my my uh my uh religion my, uh, my, of uh, my Christian beliefs in some way, while not uh, while not directly mentioning God or or anything spiritual. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like I might have, I might, uh, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I try to keep keep my uh, personal beliefs out of my comics as much as much as possible. But uh, at the end of the day, every artist at some point uh, it, uh, expresses what's in his mind. Uh, expresses what's in his mind and uh so if I have any sort of philosophical uh, banter between between uh, my characters they might pick on pick up on uh, how I believe uh, society ought to fuck, function yeah. how people ought to treat each other uh, stuff like that and uh, not not always not always in how the characters uh dialogue but also but also how they how they grow like uh like one but one thing i can promise is that i don't as that uh is that my my characters don't just have uh have flaws that uh that that, oh they're not always the best fighter not always just that kind of flaw but also have a legitimate character flaws in that uh, they don't always uh treat others the right way they Mm -hmm. they uh sometimes they lose their temper sometimes they sometimes they uh, overreact uh and uh, and uh, basically, I, I do have, I do kind of, if nothing else, I do have written, uh, uh, I have notes written in the ways that I want them to grow, and mm-hmm. and uh, just, and the and I've also got the road roadmap written out for how, just how they will grow.
0: And I think doing that type of thing adds a lot of personality uh, to your characters, and it's easier for the audience to relate to them, seeing them uh overcome their trials and tribulations within themselves mm-hmm. so i could i could really respect a lot of that uh so mark i think um i think we definitely knocked out a lot of uh your subscribe star campaign uh ninu's and- story um and dinosaurs is there anything else you wanted to talk about your campaign or anything else you wanted to bring up for the listeners or, or the viewers out there
1: well, uh well there's i really don't other than uh other than posting pages i really don't have uh have too much going on right now but but uh but you know it's like it's uh i but a couple things that i can mention is that uh is that uh, in the near future i will be uh i will be designing uh merchandise for ninu uh, uh stuff to pa po- images to possibly put on t-shirts or posters that people can uh, people can uh, buy online, and uh, uh, who knows, maybe even a coffee mug if I can figure yeah, that one out. That would be pretty cool. But, uh, another thing, another thing I'm planning on doing is uh, is I'm planning on posting. Uh, uh, you know, as you can see right now on my subscribe star, it's pretty much uh, it's pretty much uh, a subscribe star has it so that you got to go all the way to the bottom to see the first page. I recognize that uh, as I add more pages to the subscribe star, this is not going to be the ideal way to read the comic. Yeah. So what? So uh, much like the uh, much like the prologue here, which is on Tapas.io. I I think I said that wrong. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, <laughs> but Tapas.io. Uh, you can look and search under Nino of the Dinosaurs, or go to my go to my Twitter at cartoonist mark. I think I have. Uh, I think I have the link to, to this very prologue here, but uh, eventually, I'm, eventually, what I'm going to do in a, in a few weeks is I'm going to post each page, in order, like, like this on Subscribe Star, all in one post, so that people can scroll, scroll down for a much e- easier reading experience. Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, you know, I think I think that would be really beneficial, you know, long term speaking. Uh, The subscribe star definitely seems like something beneficial for, you know, how you need to get this, this out there to your, to your viewers and your audience. And I'm hoping we can definitely shine some spotlight for you. Um, Now, with that being said, we've come to my favorite part of the episode. I always love asking indie uh, comic creators this question in particular, and that is if you had to get, give advice to anyone trying to break into the industry and just. Finish their book for the first time or their first issue chapter what advice would you give them to kind of help them get through it
1: uh, well, the fir- uh, well the first well the first I'd give them two pieces of advice primarily and that that is wh- whatever skill level you're at you whether you're terrible or great uh, just do it don't no uh, s- start uh, start where you're at and uh, kind of learn, all, learn along the way, and try to get better. As like, cause, cause, what I found is uh, what matters is even when you're terrible. Uh, and I found this this one, and I found this one out too late, cause I was a lazy artist back then, and I what didn't get, and I did, and I I didn't see the importance in marketing. So I I had, so I when I started doing this comic, I had had basically no following whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. But uh, I look around a lot of places, DeviantArt, Twitter, there's, there are a lot of artists out there that are not that good, but they got but they got following because uh, whether they're good or not is irrelevant. They've they found people that do like their artwork. So, so they should... So you know, wherever you're at, again, wh- whether you're terrible or you're great, just do it. Get mm-hmm. that idea out there. But also at the same time, do not be afraid of constructive criticism. Now it's like you can get a lot of on the internet. You can get a lot of unwarranted criticism that you didn't ask for. But uh, I, but I would say, uh, say uh, try your best to, uh, to uh, ask for criticism. Yeah, and I, I would, know that. Can...
0: I, I was gonna say I would say that that part essentially is uh, make it break it for a lot of people because sometimes yeah. asking questions and getting responses that you're not prepared to hear can be really devastating uh yeah. and demotivating but you know sometimes as long as you take it constructive uh, con- and, you know in a man- manner of good construction it could really yeah. help you
1: right and that and and I will say this uh, I mean uh, one big wake-up call for me was uh, I was when I uh when I was in college i I did take a bunch of art classes and I had a couple of really good art teachers that would not be, uh, that would not be yes men. Yeah. <laughs> they, would, they would not, they would, they would not be afraid to, to tell you that they didn't like what they were doing. And this was, uh, and, uh, I was lucky. I was actually lucky enough to get people who didn't care about which style you use, be it a cartoon, cartoonish style or a realistic style, but mm-hmm. they, but they, uh, they, they both somehow knew how to, uh, how to critique all that kind of stuff but i would say even better than that uh, there was a time where i where i really wanted to uh get in get into the industry uh by traditional means so i was i was one of those people who was making out a new portfolio to take to a comic book convention every month and i would i would try to track down the conventions where uh editors at marvel and dc were showing up and uh I, and some of the best things that have that have ever happened to me, was getting rejected by those guys, uh, cause, uh, cause, you know, when, you know, uh, they, I didn't, I didn't always get to talk to them, but of course, but of course, uh, when I would get my portfolio back, I would say, I would always ask for one, uh, one, one sentence, I know you didn't want to talk to me, but, uh, but, uh, if you had to tell me what I need to work on in one sentence, what is it? And they, I had a couple of people who were nice enough to tell me that I also not just the editors, but also the uh, the uh, the comic book pros that were uh, that were uh, shilling their own comics there. Mm-hmm. and I would ask them I would ask them what I could start doing start doing differently and what I what I'm doing right. And I got and for me, that was that was the best art school that I've ever gone to. Yeah, yeah, so
0: and it, it takes so, a lot to ask that question. Uh, cause what, again, like hearing stuff that you don't want to hear, um, but that's essential to your growth. As long as you're willing to work on it, it definitely has to, you know, be rough at first to, to get used to it.
1: Yeah. And I can still see where I struggle in some places. In fact, the, uh, more trained, eye might be able to, uh, to, uh, to see, to see, uh, to see where I screw up here and there. But like I said, where, wherever you're at, you know, just get your name out there uh uh, hopefully your artwork resonates with somebody
0: Mm -hmm. well guys Uh, i think this is a perfect segue for us to lead off uh i am cody your caped crusader and we've been keeping it geekly with mark charles brigat of stone mason comics and this is ninu of the dinosaurs chapter one we're going to be putting the subscribe star link in the youtube video when i get it edited Um, I might be able to get it out tonight, but more than likely it'll be tomorrow afternoon. So stay tuned for that. And as always, guys, if you're not following Mark, those links will be in the YouTube uh, as well. Mark, I really appreciate you coming on today's stream. Uh, This was the first live stream, and I'm excited for this to be the first of many. Uh, Once again, thank you a lot, Mark. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right. And with that, guys, as always, keep it geekly.